You're listening to Run With The Bulls, a podcast discussing a unique approach to everyday finance with everyday people. Run With The Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro, a financial wellness company. Now, your hosts, author Danny Kofke and the royalty of financial wellness, Whitney Queen. to run with the bulls. My name is Danny Kofke and I'm a motivational mentor with Mentoro. I'm joined by the president of Mentoro, Whitney Queen. Hey, Whit. Hey, Danny, and hello to everyone listening. Stuck in the middle with you. Mm. So there's no telling what we're talking about today, huh? Uh, yes, uh, I do like to keep you on your toes, Whit. Uh, you know that. Um, but in this episode, we're going to discuss something that I personally lived through and was a part of, and I know you as a child were as well, the sandwich generation. Mm. And no, we are not getting into our favorite sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly. You probably have one in the freezer right now. <laughs> you know I do. <laughs> yes, yes. You know I do. The sandwich generation refers to the middle-aged individuals who are pressured to support both aging parents and growing children. The sandwich generation is named so because they are effectively sandwiched between the obligation to care for their aging parents who may be ill, unable to perform various tasks, or in need of financial support as well as their children who require financial, physical, and emotional support. Of course, the children still do, right? But yeah, sometimes we do have to help uh, mom and dad. And there are a lot of us, unfortunately, that fit this description. In fact, one study estimates that about one in seven Americans between the ages of 40 and 60 are providing some financial assistance to both a child and a parent. With the added pressures of managing one's own career and personal issues, as well as the need to contribute to one's own retirement, the individuals of the sandwich generation are under significant financial and emotional stress, as you can imagine. Oh my goodness, yes. So to break it down even more, around 12% of parents are in the sandwich generation. These full-time working caregivers spend approximately three hours every day caring for both their parents and their children. These hours are in addition to their work, too. I mean... I think it makes sense when we hear about the juggle struggle, right? Oh, I mean, how could it not be? So you think, you know, most of us, how, you know, we love our jobs, but they're, we work hard. And there's a lot of, so I can't imagine, you know, doing this. And then you still have to go home. And especially if you have young kids and then you're trying to help and caretake. I mean, it just, yes, I, I it is a struggle, mm-hmm. um, 100%. And, you know, in addition to that, the physical struggle, the financial burden can be as heavy too. So many estimate that they have lost more than $10,000 caring for their children and parents. And this is not what has been spent caring for them. It is what they have lost due to missed work or promotions that they may have received because they were caring for them instead. Man. So what can we do to help ease the stress if and when the time comes for us to be a part of this generation? Coming up after the break, differences in the types of care our loved ones can receive. Connect with us on social media. Search 
at Mentoro Group on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. In this episode, we are discussing what it means to be a part of the sandwich generation. There are times when we may have to be in charge of both our children and our parents. In addition, when it comes to caring for our parents, we may not be able to physically do so. Mm -hmm. When it comes to finding the appropriate housing for seniors, there are many options. Let's take a look at a few of these. First up, we can uh, take a listen to information about home care from Bayada Home Health Care. You know, when I was in nursing school, didn't really hear much about home care. The best thing is just to tell people. Home care is nursing in its entirety. The holistic care that you get to provide in home care was what I knew nursing to be. In a hospital, you have five different people that you have to call to manage different things with your patient. In home care, I learn all that stuff. The only things that I heard was that it was not very skill intensive, that your skill sets are gonna get rusty. False, I've learned new skill sets. I get continuing education through bad all the time. I know how to work the ventilator. I know how to take care of the trach. I know how to crack an oxygen tank. I know how to work an Amboo bag. I can take care of you. Our care is so detailed that it's phenomenal. And that's the kind of stuff that people don't hear when they're in school. They're go, oh, oh, you're gonna go and you're gonna be what, like a glorified babysitter? No, couldn't be further from the truth. Home care is a collaborative team approach to nursing, which I didn't know until I did it. This is why you became a nurse. You became a nurse to treat the whole system, the patient, the family, the illness, the, the doctors, you touch every aspect. A nurse in home care is like the hub of a wheel and you're in touch with every spoke of that wheel. And, and you have a chance in home care to make an enormous difference with a patient and a family and the other nurses. It's everything all wrapped up into one. So with home health care, and I personally had an experience with this, um, and I've shared my story a little bit before, but um, a few years ago, my dad had a stroke. So right in his brain stem. So basically he went from like you and I, and then snap of the fingers, unable to do anything. Uh, tube fed, had to wear briefs, couldn't walk in a wheelchair. So just, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Um, but at first, when he came home from the hospital, there was some, he had to do some rehab. So, you know, we didn't know how, hopefully, uh, we were hoping, of course, that he would be able to eat again and, and did things to help him walk and things like that. But when he was living at home, we had home health care. So at that time, we had a speech therapist, a physical therapist, and an occupational therapist. They would come in. It was usually per like two to three times a week, each person, and they would do it like 30 to 35 minutes and work with him. So like, you know, the OT worked on occupational stuff, like with your hands and things like that. Physical therapist was more, more of those like you know, the big motor system standing, trying to walk with a, a, a trainer. Um, and, and then speech therapist, at that time it was kind of, he could talk, but um, just like working on swallowing things and things mm -hmm. like that. So it was great. I mean, they would come in and, you know, we would kind of assist and help them any way we could. But that is, you know, kind of what home health care, and for a lot, hopefully, the goal is, at least with us, was, you know, the home health care, you're going to get those skills back, and then they can kind of go on their way, and then they're going to be able to live independently again, hopefully. 
Right. I mean, those those uh, resources are so helpful to you because of how much you and Tracy were also going through at that time with your own children, you right. know. So being able to take some of that burden off of your plate um, as well as help to progress your father's yes. health. Well, it's very confusing. Um, you know, and I was, uh, even at that time, I was a special needs teacher, and the students I taught, a lot of them, they were tube fed, so I knew how to do that. They had speech issues. They had, I had to put them in, in trainers and walk them and do those mm-hmm. things. So I was comfortable doing it. But it was still very confusing, even though I had experience. So you think about, and I don't know if you've ever had experience, you know, had a tube feed someone, but like it's pretty scary at first. Mm-hmm. I mean, after now, I mean, I could do it with my eyes closed. It was no big deal, like anything in life. But like that is the the assistance that they provide. It was like, okay, it's not so scary. And now, mm-hmm. you know, I think about, it, I'm like, oh, it wasn't a big deal at all. But you know, if I told you today, hey, you got a tube feed me, you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what's going on? So yeah. that's where the the home health care helps so much of just helping teach the family members. Right. you know how to do it as well right of course yeah knowing me i'm such a nervous wreck in general and i'd be probably so emotional about what's going on with my parent that yeah it would be hard for me to figure out how to do those things <laughs> for sure so next up we have assisted living to help us out with that we have the national institute on aging explain to us what that is assisted living is housing that provides some supervision as well as help with personal care, meals, and activities. It does not generally provide health care. Assisted living will help them with you know, tasks of daily living, be it taking their medicines or getting dressed, brushing their teeth. We prepare three hot meals a day, provide two snacks. Assisted living residents usually live in their own apartments or rooms and share common areas. How about a nursing home? To help us with this, take a listen to Jeff Hoyt with SeniorLiving.org. Hi, I'm Jeff Hoyt, Editor-in-Chief of SeniorLiving.org. Our site can help you find the right nursing home for yourself or a loved one. But is a nursing home right for you? If both medical and personal care needs have become too great to handle at home or in another senior living community, you may need a nursing home. This could be due to a recent hospitalization or a chronic illness, which has gradually been worsening. A nursing home is a place for a person who can't be cared for at home but doesn't need a hospital. Nursing homes are not only for seniors, they're for anyone who needs 24-hour care. They typically have a nursing staff on site 24 hours a day. Nursing homes provide their residents with 24-hour safety monitoring, daily living assistance, and advanced on-site medical care. The thought that needs to go into the type of care your loved one will need should be thought over carefully. We just wanted to touch briefly on some of the options that you may have. Right. And and these were some brief explanations. Um, And and it can be very confusing. And there's different homes when you look around. You know, someone goes into assisted living and then, you know, they may have to go to full-time care. It it just varies depending on, you know, the the seriousness of the individual's needs. But hopefully this just is kind of, you know, a basic overview. In case you're ever in that situation, you have some sort of idea of, okay, this is the type of care I think, you know, my love one may need. So as you can imagine, being a part of the sandwich generation can be very stressful. Coming up after the break, actions to help you manage this stress. Great news. You don't have to visit Spain to run with the bulls. Unless you want to get trampled, visit mymentoro.com and use organization code run with the bulls to set up your free account today. And we are back. 
So, Wendy, I know we've talked about before when you were growing up that you witnessed firsthand your mom being a part of the sandwich generation with your grandmother. Can you kind of you know tell us a little bit about that and what you learned from it? Sure, absolutely. So when I was actually a small child, uh, elementary school, preschool aged, uh, my grandmother um, fell ill with Parkinson's and needed assisted living mm-hmm. and then eventually to be in a nursing home. And this was fortunately in my hometown uh, so that my mom was able to keep an eye on her. But uh, at the same time, she was having to raise three children and Oof. at the time was working too. Yeah. So um, it was quite an experience. I know it was really stressful for her and mm-hmm. she's, a, she's a really strong woman who can take on a lot of stress. But uh, it, it eventually kind of got to the point where um, in order to make it all work, I remember as a child, you know, going to the nursing home with my mom and it wasn't necessarily like, we're going to go visit Nana. It was right. like, I've got to go and you're coming with. And so um, there were a lot of kind of give and take moments, I think. And ultimately, uh, right around the time that my grandmother unfortunately started to get really bad, my mom had to step away from work for that year to be able to support everything that was going on. Um, So, you know, it it is very stressful. And thankfully, my parents had prepared and there had been a, a... an amount of time building up to that. And also my mom has three siblings that were very active in, in helping her as well. But uh, yeah, having to step away from work sh- certainly is not the ideal scenario. But when no. you have so much on your plate, sometimes uh, that's what you have to do. Oh, for sure. And, and you know, I've been there, done that. Um, so just talked about my dad. And we actually, because of the conditions he, he was in, he needed the support he wasn't not a big person but you know probably weighed 160 pounds but my mom couldn't lift him so we ended up after he came home from rehab he was in rehab for two months came home we actually ended up moving in with my mom and dad and then thought we were going to go back to our house in a couple months and just didn't happen so we ended up selling our house moved in with them permanently lived upstairs but basically all the needs that he had you know we all helped out tracy my wife my mom we all pitched in but um, you know, for me, I actually, it, it was, it got to be too much like your mom. I was, you know, because I was a stronger one, I did a lot of the more physical things. And then when he was, st- he started doing outpatient therapy, just my mom was still, you know, had the health insurance benefits for, for she and my dad. So she couldn't quit and, you know, was still thinking about her retirement and things like that. So it just worked out to where I was able to go down to part-time teaching. And at that time I had great, great principal that understood the situation. So at that time, I, I had what was called a pull-out, or really a pull-in class, where like almost like a middle school, high school, where I, I t- even though it was elementary, I taught basically different periods. So basically, I would teach up to third period, and then I would go home, leave school about ten forty-five in the morning, and then I would drive him to his therapies in the afternoon and do all those things. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was you know, it, it all it just was at the time. It's like you know, all these balls were in the air and one would fall, like everything would crumble down. So it just meant, you know, for us, it meant the most sense for me to be able to do that. But yeah, it was, uh, when I look back now, it's like, oh, wow, how did, how in the world did we, <laughs> did we ever do it? Because at the time too, so I think back now, Ava was in eighth grade, Ella was in fifth grade. So I don't know, like 14 and 10, 14 and 11. So still responsible for two daughters as well. So. And right at the age where they're, you know, getting into things, they have yes. activities after school, they have Oh yeah, we had events. volleyball, soccer, <laughs> Ava was a cheerleader. So I mean, it really, yes, now I look back, I'm like, whoo, how, we, we, I don't know how we do. We yeah. must have been like zombies walking around, but we did it. And that's yeah. the thing. And I think, you know, it's hard to even think about that and imagine it. But, you know, we'll go back a little bit for, for us with the financial situation as well. 
this, these are the things that we talk about here at Mentoro of why we want to be well financially. And your mom is a living example of that as well. I never would hope that would happen to someone, what happened mm-hmm. to your mom or what happened to me. But, you know, for me, it was the, the, the best, it was probably the, the, the wealthiest thing I have ever done was taking care of my dad. And mm-hmm. I lost money doing so. So, mm-hmm. but it was still something that I would never replace. And because we had our financial house in order, we were able to do that because your mom and you know your dad at that time had their financial house in order they were able to do so mm-hmm. so i mean we teach all these things here at mentor of what's you know wh- why we want to have money of course we're saving for retirement and all these things but you know to me that's really what matters that's kind yeah. of wh- what my focus is i want to be able to provide for my family no matter what happens and in that case it was just with my dad so it's i mean that's a very fair point um when you think about it, what are we doing this whole thing for? <laughs> right. So, right. Uh, what what what's this thing called life, and mm-hmm. what really matters? And um, yeah. when when it boils down to your family, those are right. oftentimes the closest people to you in life. And when you get in those moments, you realize um, I, you would do anything mm-hmm. uh, to support them and to kind of right. keep that train on the track. So, I think something I'm taking away from our two stories is uh, oftentimes when we go through different life events and we find ourselves stressed, um, whether that's impacting us physically, emotionally, or financially, at some point something has to give. And so what are you going to do to make up for (laughs) what's giving? You know, Um, what resource are you going to pull in? And, um, you know, I know we've talked about some things for the elder care side of this, but we also have another episode you guys should check out on preparing to have a baby. And we start, you know, talking about some of the expenses associated mm-hmm. with that side of it, too. So um, really putting into perspective the uh, the juggle struggle. So I know, like you said, we, we never plan on this happening, but sometimes, unfortunately, it does. Right. So if you find yourself in this situation, we have some tips on how to help you manage that stress. Right. I mean, because honestly, you're going to have financial stress, but also, I mean, the emotional stress. So first off, identify those stressors. So think about like what events or situations trigger stressful feelings? Are they related to your children, family health, financial decisions, work, relationships, or maybe even something else? But that's the first step. We have to identify them so we can address them. Mm -hmm. Next, recognize how you deal with your stress. Are you using unhealthy behaviors to cope with the stress of supporting your children and parents? And is this specific to certain events or situations? Something that comes to mind that's a natural tendency is sometimes when we get stressed, we don't eat properly and we stop exercising because we don't make the time to, to keep ourselves healthy. But if you aren't healthy, then how can you help someone else be healthy? 100%. Um, And and this can be easier said than done, but try to put things in perspective. I know, very tough. And make time for what's really important. So prioritize and delegate responsibilities. Identify ways your family and friends can lessen your load so that you can take a break. Delay or say no to less important tasks. Mm -hmm. Once again, easier said than done, but something to to take a look at. Of course. Uh, I think another is to try to find healthy ways to manage that stress. Uh, If COVID taught us anything, when you're trapped in a tiny space, what are you going to do to kind of relieve Mm -hmm. some of that uh, built up stress? So take a walk, exercise, or make time to discuss your situation with friends. Get get it off your chest. Seek advice from other people um, who have a lending ear. Right. And we, you know, I was fortunate when I was taking care of my dad, I had my mom and Tracy, my wife as well. So like, 
there were so many jokes we made, like, because you have to lighten the load. It's a heavy, heavy situation. So we would just joke around all the, like, you had to have fun. One story comes up. I mean, my dad would always be like, he'd be sitting in his chair. He's like, there's, there's roots holding me into my chair. Like, there are no, like, he would just make up (laughs) stuff. He would act like he had a ball in his hand and he would just like throw it at me. And then like, by the end, I was just jumping across the bed to catch it. My mom would roll her eyes and be like, don't encourage him. I'm like, well, you know, we're having fun. But one time he's like, I, I feel like I'm sitting on peanuts and I went and got a handful of peanuts and I lifted them up and I threw peanuts on his chair and he's like how the hell those get there I said you said you were sitting on peanuts but like you we had fun with it like it was very stressful but we made light and and tried to laugh because I mean we kind of knew at that and it probably was you know the next few months were probably the end of his life so let's try to make it as enjoyable make a horrible situation just as fun as possible but absolutely um, and you mentioned it just a little bit ago, but speaking of exercise, make sure that you are taking care of yourself, right? So we talked about it. You have to eat right, get enough sleep. I know that could be tough, you know, but we have to do that because if you, you said, if you shut down, you're responsible for your kids and your parents. And if you shut down, whew, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. So you do have to be a little selfish in a way and make sure you're getting that proper nutrition and sleep and rest. Mm-hmm. And if things are just getting to be too much, ask for professional support. There's nothing wrong. There's no shame in that. You don't have to be the hero all the time. Um, So ask for that help. If you continue to be overwhelmed by stress or the unhealthy behaviors that you use to cope, you may want to talk with a psychologist who can help you address those emotions behind your worries. Better manage that stress and change those unhealthy behaviors. Right. And and we've mentioned this before now, even with the mental health, like there's not this stigma attached to it anymore, Mm -hmm. which is great. Like we can seek that help. And I mean, let's face it, we should all, I mean, even in normal times, we could probably all use Mm -hmm. some therapy. I mean, life is heavy. I mean, it's just... It is heavy, and you think about the individuals that are in this place, if their parents are aging or going through an experience um, like you did mm-hmm. or like my mom did, you're also needing to explain that to your children, and yes. those are tough conversations, mm-hmm. yes. um, especially if you have really young children trying to put things into context for them to understand. So that's another area where I think some professional resources would right. be super helpful to look into so that you can help explain kind of what's going on well and you just touched on something with your kids and that's something that you know not to get too deep but i think kind of tracy and i are seeing that even with our daughters right now i think there are some things that we didn't even realize that they they were processing in a way we didn't realize Mm -hmm. so now we're trying to unpack a little bit of that but i don't think they had time to unpack it because they were just living within that moment so that is something to think about with your children too of like these are heavy. I mean, it was heavy for me. And, you know, I had a, 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 I guess, an eighth grader and a fifth grader going through it, too. Like, I, to process that, mm-hmm. like, it's something just because we were in the mix, it was very hard to even not focus on their needs. But in a way, it was like, because yeah. we were just in well, you have this. To, something has to give, yes. right? And so sometimes yes. that is, yes. you know, for me, when I was younger, there were times that uh, I I didn't get to go to the playground because right. I needed to go to the nursing home, or there were times that my parents financially needed to say, "I'm sorry, Whitney, that right. that can't happen right now because the resources needed to go." And as a child, those are hard things to process yes. Uh, yes. because all it feels like is that you're taking away from me. Right. When in reality, that's not that's not what's happening. It's right. it's your parents are having to make really really tough choices. Yes. Yes. So. yes. And my girls handled it well, so I didn't even think there was anything mm-hmm. there. 
you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease. So they just drum the lawn. So like, oh, they're fine. But of course they aren't. I mean, right. it's a heavy toll. So, right. so yeah. So parents often put their family needs first and neglect their own. Parents need to manage their stress for their own health benefits and also for those around them. How a parent manages stress is often a model for the rest of the family. So other family members will imitate unhealthy or healthy behavior most of the time. So if you lose it, well, you're probably gonna have the rest of the family do the same as well. So that's why, you know, find someone that if you do once again feel that stress, talk to someone about it just so you don't lose it at an, uh, the most inopportune time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, guys, maybe this wasn't our most inspiring episode. No, but it's real. <laughs> but it's very, very mm-hmm. real. Um, being a part of the sandwich generation does, in fact, happen. We hope you can use some of this information if you ever find yourself stuck in the middle. Yes, and uh, please check us out on social media. We're at your all, all your usual places. And if you ever have an idea for a topic you'd like us to cover, free feel to email us at podcast at mentorogroup.com. Danny, thank you so much for chatting and thank you all for listening. Catch us next time as we run with the bulls. Run with the bulls is sponsored by Mentoro and hosted by Danny Kofke and Whitney Queen. Learn more by visiting mentorogroup.com.